Good morning, Living Word. I am sorry that I'm not with you this morning. Unfortunately, uh, Wesley, uh, as uh, some of you have known, and as Pastor Brandon mentioned, uh, you know, tested positive for COVID-19. So we are in quarantine, uh, and Wesley will be done with his on Wednesday, and we will be done with ours on Saturday. So I will be with you on I'll be with you next Sunday. So just pray that um, our family does not uh, kill each other. No, we're doing fine. And uh, just uh, getting through this, but we feel, uh, praise the Lord, that we do feel good and uh, we're getting through this. So um, just thank you for your prayers. Um, we really do um, appreciate it. And uh, Wesley, he, uh, it's not connected to the COVID uh, that he, um, that he got is not connected uh, directly to to our church so just wanted to let you know that and uh, be praying for us and we're looking forward to coming back uh, next Sunday but we're starting a new series today on Jesus and the Psalms I'm excited about bringing that to you today but uh, I want to thank Pastor Brandon and Jesse for just holding the fort down very exciting weekend so grateful for our Harvest Feast outreach I want to thank Julie Mesnick and just our whole missions team and all of you that helped with either donating or delivering uh, or helping with the packing. Uh, Wayne Central School District was a partner with us and helped us greatly. Very thankful that we're able to reach out to our community. So proud of our church and the way you love our community and just show the love of Jesus. So just very thankful for that. So thank you for all you do and for all our volunteers that just help week in and week out to make our church tick very grateful for all of you thank you for all that you do so i'm excited about just jumping into uh, the word today and looking at the psalms and how they connect to jesus i don't know about you i can't begin to tell you the times in my life when i was discouraged or just down and i turned to the psalms and it encouraged me um i love the book of psalms for this reason because it speaks to our lives whether it's the good times the bad times, when life doesn't make sense, um, you can read the Psalms and it's it has encouraged you. So I don't know about you, probably many of you have memorized so many different Psalm verses in the Psalms that have helped give you um, encouragement during the times that you needed it the most. And so I want to look at the book of Psalms also and how it connects us to Jesus and how the Psalms are fulfilled in Jesus. In fact, Martin Luther actually called the Psalms a mini Bible. Because the Psalms give us prophecies about Jesus' coming to earth. It provides us promises that we can lean on in our lives. And it represents every situation in our lives that we're presented with. So what I'd like to do is take the Psalms and then connect them to Christ. The next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at how the Psalms connect to Jesus, specifically in his birth as we celebrate the Christmas season. And so what I love about the Psalms, too, it speaks to how we can live right, how we can please God, how we can have practical steps in, in pleasing God. So basically, the Psalms, they are a hymn book that we can express our praise to God. One of those Psalms that does that so well is Psalms 96. Psalms 96, 1 through 3 says, Sing unto the Lord a new song, a song that hasn't been sung. Sing to the Lord, praise his name declare uh, or proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the people. That's a song that we sing. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful 
a song of praise unto the Lord. We can also pray the Psalms. Psalms 139 is not just a, a, a psalm that you read, but it's actually a, a psalm that we can pray, that you can actually pray the Psalms. Psalms 139, 1 and 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 and verses 23 and 24. It says, You have searched me, Lord, you know me. You know when I sit, when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. That's something that you can pray. This psalm invites God into our lives as we give him permission to test and check our motives. The psalm gives us a clear picture of who God is, not something that we manufacture. In fact, I love what Tim Keller says here. He says he is more holy, more wise, more fearsome, more tender, and loving than we would ever imagine him to be. And so what I want us to do in this series is to highlight the different Psalms and how they lead us to Jesus and how they're fulfilled in Jesus. And we know that the whole Bible is about Jesus. And for us to understand the Bible, we have to be careful that we don't make the mistake of seeing the Bible as a bunch of individual stories. And you can take one piece of puzzle, right? I don't know how many of you love doing puzzles. Our family loves doing puzzles. But for those of you that like doing the thousand piece puzzles, if you take one piece out of that puzzle, you have no idea what that picture is unless you put all those thousand pieces together. Each piece doesn't make sense until you put the whole thing together. In order for us to understand the Bible, we must realize that the Bible has one overarching story and the hero of the Bible is Jesus. So the mistake that we can make is that we can read through the Bible and see ourselves in every story. So what do I mean by that? Well, we can read about King David and that we know that David killed Goliath and we can think, well, I can kill the giants in my life. Yet the story isn't about you. The story tells us about God's redeeming Israel from the oppression and the fear of their enemies. But ultimately, ultimately, it's fulfilled in Christ Jesus who defeats the enemy through his work on the cross, that Jesus ultimately is our champion. And so that's why I want to take the Psalms and connect them to Jesus. Otherwise, the stories just become these individual stories. So we have to understand that Jesus is our champion and that we find our freedom and redemption ultimately in Christ. So we need to connect all those stories to Jesus, that they're fulfilled in Jesus. So if we share with our children just stories, just the stories of the Bible, we can easily miss, if we're not careful, we can easily miss the story of the Bible, and that's Jesus. So we can say things like, well, be like Joseph because he was pure, or be like Moses because he obeyed God, be like Noah because he listened to God and built the ark. If the stories just stop there, and they're all great stories, they're wonderful stories, but if the story just stops there, then it just becomes uh, a good character story of how to be moral. If they aren't completed in Christ, if Jesus doesn't become the hero, then it just becomes another story. So we want to make sure that um, we're seeing Jesus in these stories and how the Old Testament is completed in the person of Christ Jesus. So I'm going to look at the Psalms and have us understand that the Psalms bring us to our Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus spoke from the Psalms. He sang from the Psalms. He quoted from the Psalms more than any other book from Scripture. So my prayer for you is that as you read the Psalms, 
that you will have Christ in mind and how this psalm draws you closer to him. So the Hebrew name for the book means praises. So many of the psalms are songs to be sung in public worship. So to start our series on Jesus and the Psalms, what I want to do is I want to look at Psalm 1. And so I want us to read that together. And let's see what Psalm 1, we're going to read the whole psalm. It said, Blessed is the one who does not walk in, in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or take seat in the company of mockers. But those, but those who delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, wherever, whatever they do prospers. Isn't that wonderful? Whatever they do prosper. Not so with the wicked. They're like shafts that are, that are, that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinner in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. What I want you to see about Psalm 1, it's a foundational book. It's actually a gateway to all 150 Psalms. This Psalm stresses that the person who honestly seeks God is the one who listens to God's word. They do not listen to those who reject God's instruction, but they delight in his word. So what Psalm 1 does is it lays out for us only two ways to live life. One is not listening to God's way, and the other is living under his instruction. That is what we are told to do. So a life that's under God's blessing is genuinely happy. This doesn't mean that life you know, is easy or that we won't have our struggles in life. But one thing that we do understand that under God's blessing, we know the ultimate outcome of our lives, and that's one of hope, that Jesus is victorious, that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, forever interceding for his children. So our ultimate hope is in Christ Jesus. So what this psalm does is, I love what this psalm does, and I, and I want to parallel this psalm with, some, um, uh, with Jeremiah and what he says about this same thing. See, what the psalm does, it, it tells us that when difficult times come, when we are in a season of drought, we do not have to fear. So look at the picture that the psalmist paints for us. He says, we are like trees planted by streams of water. It's a picture of a tree in a dry climate. Even in that dry climate, it still thrives. Now, I don't know about you, but I love watching survival shows. Um, one of the survivalists that I love watching is Bear Grylls, if you ever watched any one of his shows. But uh, there was a show where Bear Grylls was in the desert, and they're going to try to look for water. And, and he was taking someone with him. And they're like, where are you going to find water here? And he goes, I know exactly where to look for it. So Bear Grylls found an old creek bed, and he's digging down in this creek bed, this dried out creek bed. And eventually he got to some, you know, uh, to some soil that was wet. And then he takes the soil and then he sticks it in a sock or something. And then he, he rings the sock and he rings this water out and he holds the sock over his mouth. I'm thinking, gross, this guy's just walked miles in these dirty socks and he's dripping this water out. But he found, um, water, uh, in this dried out, in this dried out creek bed. And, and this is a great picture for us from the prophet Jeremiah when he speaks to those who trust in God, even in times of drought. Many of you know uh, these words of Jeremiah, but let me read them to you because they are so hopeful and so encouraging for those who trust the Lord. It says, this is what the Lord says. 
Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They, listen to how he describes them, they are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. And they will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. But listen to what he says for those who trust the Lord. He said, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep in the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worry uh, by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. They are evergreen. They never stop producing fruit, even though everything around them, even though the circumstances say, how is this tree producing fruit? It seems like a drought. It seems dry. Not so with those who trust in the Lord. They will always produce fruit because of their roots. Their roots are in the Lord who always provides for us, who is that rock in the desert that provides water for us. So we don't have to worry because we have an endless supply of grace through Christ Jesus. I love what um, the Apostle Paul says here to the, to the church in Corinth. He says this, he goes, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Uh, And I love what he says here. He says, for in him, you have been enriched in every single way with all kinds of speech and with knowledge. Listen to what he says here. Enriched in every way. Enriched in every way in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we delight in God's word. We don't have to uh, see serving God as a duty or a chore. It's actually a delight in serving the Lord. So if we serve God out of duty... We miss the reason for our obedience in him. See, if we're truly trusting God, he's going to be that endless reservoir, that endless source of joy and hope that he gives to us, that even during dry times, we can still know the joy of the Lord. So Jesus doesn't make us serve him. He doesn't hold hold guilt over our head. And uh, let me say, I like what uh, Tim Keller says about this again. He said, Christians have their attitude towards God changed from what a duty to free, loving, self-giving because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so what I want you to see that Jesus is our source. His love, mercy, and grace for us will never, ever run dry. Jesus is our endless source of water, even in seasons of drought. And you may feel that in your life right now that, man, is this ever going to end? And I would just encourage you, Run to Christ and let him feed your soul. I, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. I just think with everything going on in our world, political and, and COVID and everything else, I think it's, it can just completely deplete our soul if we're running to that. And it can discourage us and it can get us frustrated. And that's not where Jesus wants us to be. He wants to feed our souls with his love and his grace. Jesus wants to be our endless source of water, even in the season of a drought. So like a tree planted by living waters, we will have life and fruit and do not have to worry. And so I want you to see here is that Jesus is our source and will give us resilience even when the droughts come. We can be like a tree planted by living waters. And so let the Let the fulfillment of this psalm for you come in Christ Jesus, who is that living water for us. 
And in fact, I talked about this in our devotion that we sent out this week about the rock in the wilderness that that Moses struck and what was said um, and what was said by the Apostle Paul. He he looks back to the Corinthians. and He says, Jesus is that rock. Jesus is the one that fulfills all that for us. And so we can trust him today. We can know that he is for us and not against us. So all the way back, we get a picture in the wilderness when Moses struck that rock. Um, that's a fulfillment of Christ Jesus, that he is our living water, that he is the one that completely satisfies our souls and that we never have to worry even when drought comes or even when we're in that desert. Jesus is always there for us. So um, I just want to pray for you today and just ask God to be with you and um, to comfort you and just to give you his uh, comfort today during um, during this time. And, and maybe you're just going through a really difficult time and, and you're just maybe just struggling and, um, you know, you're just you just feel dry or your soul feels um, depleted today. Um, I just I just want you just to come to Christ today and let him fill you with his joy and his love. And those that come to Christ Jesus, they never thirst again. He satisfies us. It's when, you know, when we run to the world, it's just we look for another thing to satisfy our souls, isn't it? It, it, it works for a while. And, and but then we, we go searching for more and more and more because we our souls are never satisfied when we look for it in the world. And Jesus has come to satisfy our longings in, in, in our soul by giving his life for us on the cross. And so I'm so thankful for Jesus. I'm so thankful for him taking my sins on the cross and that we have a faithful savior that even in the times of drought, we can still bear fruit. And so realize that even in your time of drought or the season that you're going through, I want you to know that you can still bear fruit, that God will use it for, for um, his glory. And it's interesting how the children of Israel, they met God in the wilderness, in the desert. That's where they met God. And even though their circumstances or their situation around them wasn't ideal, God met them there. And God, listen, you may be going through a drought, or you may feel like you're in a drought or a season of drought, uh, but I want you to know that God wants to meet you there. And Jesus is that rock that was in the desert for them. And Jesus is that rock for us that wants to give us his living water and satisfy our souls. And so I believe that the Lord is there for us, that he desires to um, encourage you um, today. So um, let, let me let me just uh, pray for you today and um, and may we keep our eyes focused on Christ. And um, I'm looking forward to continue this series of connecting Jesus to the Psalms. And we're going to be looking, I'm, I'm excited about this Christmas season and connecting Jesus, uh, the Psalms connected Jesus and his birth and how glorious that is for us. So let me pray for you and ask God just to go with us. Father God, I want to thank you for your love and your goodness. And Lord, I pray for anyone here today that is just struggling, that feels like they...